Welcome to the Surge Strength Podcast, powered by Ritter Sports Performance. This podcast is dedicated to helping swim coaches and swimmers learn how to properly implement dry land and strength training programs that result in moving better, reducing injuries, and swimming faster. Let's join your host, Chris Ritter. Everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Surge Strength Podcast. Hope you're doing well. It's pretty crazy to think that it's been a little over a year since all the COVID shutdowns started. And at the time, I think everybody was wondering, okay, is this a few days, a few weeks, maybe a few months? I'm not sure anybody would have put a lot of money on the day a year ago or so that, oh, in a year, it's still going to be crazy. And we've seen a lot of adaptations and changing up how you're doing things be forced upon coaches and swimmers in the past year. And dryland is obviously one of those things in terms of whether you were doing dryland now on Zoom on a regular basis, or maybe you couldn't do dryland at all because of your facilities restrictions. Regardless, I think it's still important to think about what are you trying to accomplish with dryland, no matter what your dryland looks like. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different, actually going to be a little bit different for the next few weeks. And the reason for that is if you are on our email newsletter, you already know this, we made the announcement, but in a few short weeks, we'll be reopening enrollment for you to become Surge Strength Dryland Certified. That's right. You can put the SSDC credentials behind your name and let your swimmers, parents, other coaches know that you now have the capability to put together the best dry land program possible for them. You have the knowledge, you know how to make it work in whatever circumstances, you have the confidence to coach up your kids to scale the workouts. And today, we're just going to be doing the Dryland Talk segment, and we're actually breaking up this interview into two parts. The first part here is with Coach Ann Burke, and she's coaching down in Texas. And we talk about in the interview that you're going to hear today some of the struggles she had to deal with with COVID with their swimmers, and she's dealing with, uh, it's either 12 and unders or 10 and unders, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but the younger ones, and figuring out what does training look like, whether they're in the water, out, dry land. And then in the second part next week that we'll release from Anne, she really dives into how becoming SSDC helped her gain confidence, knowledge, and being able to figure out where to place it in just terms of not having a lot of time to prepare a workout because things were changing so fast. But becoming SSDC gave her the tools to be able to put together a workout very quickly, no matter what the circumstances were. So Today, we're going to start just doing the dryland talks. We're going to have dryland talks be the primary focus in the next coming weeks here. And we're highlighting those coaches that are right now in the Surge Strength Academy becoming SSDC, or some of them have already graduated and can put the SSDC behind their name. If you're interested in enrolling yourself, remember these open enrollments now, we're only offering one or two a year. The wait list 
is open. You can go ahead and put your email in and we will make sure we inform you as soon as open enrollment begins, which if you don't have it marked on your calendar is Monday, April 26th. But uh, there's a link in the show notes, but just go to ssdcwaitlist.com and there will be a quick form. Just drop in your email and we will make sure you are the first to know when the doors open for you to enroll to become SSDC. So let's jump on in with Anne. Dryland Talk. And welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Excited to talk Dryland with you. And I know you're down in Texas there. You guys are, are thawing out of the big storm and glad to hear things are back in the water. I want to go back to kind of big picture. Maybe when you first started swim coaching, what place did Dryland training hold in your thought as a coach in the overall program? Oh, wow. Back that many years ago. <laughs> uh, well, at that time, when I very first started coaching, I was still swimming myself. Mm. Um, and Dryland at that time, back in the old, old days when I was swimming, um, was really kind of stretching and sit ups mm. and maybe some jumping jacks. Or, uh, my, my coach at the time was really big into climbing ropes, which I could okay. never really do. Um, so, Dryland at the, when I first started coaching was kind of just trying to replicate what I did myself. And at mm. that time I was, a, I was a college swimmer. So <laughs> it didn't really translate too well into what I was doing with like eight and unders and 10 and unders. <laughs> so. Yeah. That, that's interesting that you're still swimming. You're on the tail end of your swimming career, but then starting your coaching career. So I could absolutely see that as a coach, you're going to coach the way you're being trained probably or around that time. Right. Right. And at that time, dry land, especially with the level of swimming I was doing was not what it is today. <laughs> so w was there a specific moment where that shift really happened for you and how you view dryland in your program or was it a, a gradual process? I, I'd say it was much more as a gradual process um, mm -hmm. as as I grew as a coach and, and actually, and my post swimming experience too, I, I never exercise didn't stop for me once swimming stopped. Mm. So I was always pursuing, pursuing something for myself and the things that I learned just by a uh, happy accident or things that I would sometimes say, Hey, I think that could work with the swimmers in the pool. Mm. Um, but it was never anything that was, very organized, honestly, until the pandemic hit us, mm. uh, where all of a sudden we were like without a pool and we're saying, what do we do right now? How do we, how do we deal with this situation? And, um, that's when, that's when you, I saw a couple of your, uh, webinars that you were doing yeah. and us and you launched the surge strength. And I said, okay, that I have to do that. That is something <laughs> I must do. So <laughs> yeah, th this past year we'll, we'll definitely get into, but before that, what were, what were some of the things um, you started to put in and say like, Oh, this is kind of working. It sounds like there were some gradual kind of improvements over the years. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. What were some, some things that I did or just con connections that I made? Um, well, and were you I'd always heard... coaching the younger kids too, Anne, or, or, or now are we coaching different ages as well? I think that's important. For the most understand. part I've been, 12 and under 12 okay. and under. so um and and i honestly spent a lot of time 
in that time, I was a, I was a teacher, a classroom teacher for a long time. And so I, I kind of always incorporate things that I learned from all kinds of different domains into, into my coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did for a long t- for a while, I was really into doing yoga. So mm-hmm. certain things like, I'll just say like, downward facing dog. Yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's I realized, amazing. Even something like that, right. And where you're like, all right, you know, kids 10 and 12 years old, let's get in downward dog and hear the groans and like, Ooh, this doesn't look very good. And they're 10. Well, and some of it was like, okay, well, you know, when I'm talking about getting your hips up for fly, we're going to go to extreme hips up. This is what yeah. I mean. This is the part of your body. I mean, I honestly don't want you to do that in the water. No, right. <laughs> but but if we need to connect, I, I guess I was the, the it, to generalize uh, the answer to your question. As I was realizing things that the kids um, needed to connect to just like physical connections from what their bodies can do or parts of their bodies, mm. especially for the younger, the kids say, okay, let's do this. And now let's pay attention to how we do that in the water. It wasn't, sometimes it was um, something like, uh, we'll just say like the bottom part of a burpee when you're jumping your feet in. Okay. Well, that's kind of what we're doing in a, in an open turn. You've got to get those feet on that wall. You're going mm-hmm. from complete, a complete extension to feet on the wall as quickly as you possibly can. Only on land, that's actually a lot easier because you don't have water to, to move through. So um, just trying to help them make those sorts of uh, connections from the land to the water. Now, our particular program has never had much of a, a, a top to bottom organization when it comes to dry land. Mm. Um, so it never became anything more than experimenting uh, over, the, over the years. Yeah. And I don't think you're alone in that with, with most clubs in terms of having organization from the eight and unders all the way up to the 18. I love the idea though, going back to that downward dog example of overemphasizing something on land, especially for the little kids. So they can feel like, what is it at this extreme? And then if they even do it halfway right in the water, you're, they're probably going to be in the ballpark of what you're looking for. Right. Right. It really, it really did help. Um, even just doing like, uh, I guess in, in your program, you call it pipe planks, just pressing from oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a plank basically to a down dog. All right. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking a little bit like butterfly here. Not obviously, I don't, I really don't want you to go that far in the water, but you, you're not going to, um, right. but it just kind of, is and actually sometimes on we use that just kind of as a little warm up before we get in and, and do a kind of a fly based workout um, just to kind of stretch out a little and 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 kind of get into that mindset of how we're going to be moving that just basically sh- a short axis kind of motion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, that's good. Yeah. So let let's go back to almost a year ago now where. <laughs> Where, you know, everybody's world gets turned upside down. Pool time is taken away. Walk us through how you guys started figuring out, all right, well, how do we keep this thing going? What are we going to do? Oh, wow. It, 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 it's, it's still evolving. I mean, yeah. it's, it's still evolving. Um, well, 
uh, just about a year ago, we were in our chance season and we were fortunate enough here to complete our chance season. I know mm-hmm. uh, some of the other places in the country, I don't know where uh, you're in North Carolina, right? I don't know yeah, if North Carolina yeah. got to have those last champ meets. I yeah. think we were about a week ahead of everyone. Mm-hmm. Like our sectional meet was a little earlier and our age group, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Texas tags meet. Oh yeah. It's yeah. The, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had tags. I was on deck at tags uh, Sunday night and the place is so packed is like triple coaches on the ball keg. Cause it's the only <laughs> place you could stand. And the next day was quarantine. It was just insane. You know, like to go from that. Right. To, meet. <laughs> you're done. Um, so we, you know, and I think just like, all of us we around the world, we thought we were going to be like, okay, this is a week or two. Let's see right. what happens. And then the week turned into a month and then into two months. And then and are you three guys completely months. out of the water at this point? Like, like yes. what does that look like? Yes. Okay. So what the first thing we did was like, okay, how can we keep the program alive? How can we mm-hmm. keep delivering something to, uh, to our members? Um, and we immediately went to Zoom um, and started doing kind of a, we had a five-day curriculum type deal that we developed for uh, a Zoom, Zoom programming. Yeah. Um, some of that was like mental training. Some of it was mm-hmm. swimming history. We did all kinds of trivia things oh, cool. with swimming history. Um, technique, we focused on technique a little uh, with videos and uh, dry land. So, but the thing is, we didn't have a dry land program. And that's kind of like where I first saw your webinars. And I was actually working on my personal training certification uh, as well, because it's something I'd always wanted to do. Oh, yeah. And um, so I just as I started to learn things, I said, OK, well, let's let's really learn how to do uh, a plank. Let's see what's proper here. And we have a whole lesson on how to do a plank. We even watched like the Guinness World Record. Oh, video yeah. The guy with the longest <laughs> plank ever. What was the long, What was the record? I honestly, I, I have a terrible memory for that. It's like, it's something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it made an impression on the kids for sure. Yeah. And they're yeah. all trying to achieve it still. Um, <laughs> but uh, it also, uh, the so we, we went until June that way so basically from march to june just trying to cobble um, it together hoping things gonna change yeah yeah and then we were uh we we don't have our own uh swimming facility so we use the basic the rec and parks pool here Mm. in our in our city as well as we were using school district pools but we're not able to use those anymore so um the, the rec and parks pool opened in June on an extremely limited basis. So we were mm-hmm. able to put like 20 kids in the water at a time. We came up with this like 45 minutes water time. And, and how then many kids are like, on your team, Ann? Just so we can get a comparison uh, of that. About 180. Wow. We, but before the pandemic, we were around 220. So, but oh, we, wow. Uh, so, but we were still, we had still about 180 strong at that point. So we're talking 20 mm-hmm. kids in the water at a time. Mm-hmm. How do we make this work? I mean, that, that has been our constant question. How, do, how are we going to make this work? And what are we going to do? Um, so we went for like 45 minutes and then we added a dry land session um, 
to, to kind of give them something a little bit more complete. And by that time, I was pretty much through the beginnings of the surge strength course that you had put up. Okay, cool. And this dry land, we were, were you guys able to do it at the pool or are you doing it in zoom at that point? Um, we were able to, we were kind of splitting it depending on the okay. age group that we were working with. Um, okay. cause <laughs> as we were, our times are really odd for the swimming, um, mm-hmm. swimming times. So Just not, taking whatever you could get, whatever they gave us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes that, uh, dry land time was at two in the afternoon here in Texas. Not a good time to do dry land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really not fantastic. We did, we did it a couple of times and, and the kids use their masks as, you know, face coverings to <laughs> shield themselves from the sun. Um, but then of course we have the challenge of how do you do dry land in a distant space mm. and where kids are not really interacting and you've got to try to coach that in a, in a very, we have not the best spaces to be able to, to work with, uh, especially when you're spreading kids out like that, but we made it work. We made it work. And, uh, the kids started to get pretty good at, um, the, especially the, the planks in the hollows. They love mm. hollow boy. I, I start saying hollow and they were like, Oh no. <laughs> um, Isn't that such a difference? And just, I mean, from getting proficient at a bridge or a plank and then flipping yeah. it over. Right. So yeah. you'd think like it, it would be somewhat, but sometimes it's like, wow, I, I don't even know how to control my body. And all we did is just flip the orientation of it. Absolutely. And then, and then um, just try, at that point, I was just trying to teach them the basic technique, mm. but what was really cool is especially from the time with zoom, when we got to the pool and, uh, June after, uh, I guess that three months. And at that point, nobody had ever heard of the swimmers being on the water for three months. Seriously. Like you don't get, you're not out for three days. Right. <laughs> and we're watching some of these kids in the pool who had been faithfully doing our zoom dry land. And we're like, look at the body line. Look at these kids. They haven't lost a thing. They've actually gained something here. So that's when, because at that point I was the one who was vested in, in dry land. For, for the staff and then the rest of the staff started seeing it like wow all right this uh, clearly fitness has been lost in in some regards but we've gained some strength on some pretty simple things so that's mm-hmm. when it got pretty exciting um and so <laughs> that little stint in the um pool lasted six weeks and then they shot us down again Mm. And we w- we were back to Zoom dry land, and it was much to everybody's. Uh, it, we did, we did not enjoy having to go back to that because right, it's almost like a little tease, and then you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, and then we weren't able to be back in the water until I want to say September at mm. that point. So out of essentially six months, we were in the water for six weeks, and even like our senior level kids they were in the water during that six weeks maybe three times for 45 minutes yeah so it was it was like you said a tease (laughs) and i want to go back to that moment where you were describing i literally got chills (laughs) hearing like you described like hey these kids that we were working with on zoom with body lines now they get in the water for the first time in in a long time and you can see the difference between the kids that were doing it and we're not, can you expand on that a little bit more and maybe how the other coaches 
reacted and saw that as well? Well, it was, it was just, uh, it was just this thing that you'd see around the pool um, where it, whether or not they were swimming or say kicking on a board, especially kicking on the board, we do a lot with snorkel so that they're maintaining that nice line with that, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. their head in line. And just, you'd see a coach on the side of the pool, just pointing at a kid, like with the mouth open. They were like, <laughs> I knew exactly what they were talking about. Like, look, they are holding that position uh, better than they did before this. And here they are, you know, like we're, we're hoping that they can swim, <laughs> swim a 50 today. instead right. of a 25. And that's such a big deal for like little kids, especially, right? Yeah. Like they're just, they're just wiggling all around trying to figure out yeah. where their body is going up and down the pool. So yeah, that's gotta be a yeah. stark contrast from all of a sudden seeing boom, just a solid line right down the pool. Yes. And, and then the way they were able to maintain that. The other nice thing was when I saw a kid start to lose it a little bit, I could just go back to him and say, and I, I do this a lot, say, we'll go back to the hollow example with backstroke. I'm like, hey, I see you, your kick dropping. It's getting too low. I want you to think hollow right now. Right now, I want you to think hollow, get that kick back up. And all of a sudden, it's boom, there it is at the whole line. and and. Uh, where, where their legs are, where they should be. Um, so, and we talk a lot more about, okay, I need you to hold that brace while you're swimming. Um, just like you would. And I connect it to whatever, I try to keep, if we do dry land right before practice with the core, I try to use exercises that I know that they're going to have to connect in the water. Oh, so you, you do a little like mini core session right before you hop in the water? Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Not with every single group right now. And yeah. uh, we can get more into what are the many stages of evolution we've gone through here. But, um, I do have one group that is going fairly consistently, uh, has been for a while, um, mm. doing dry land and then getting in the water. And that always involves lots of core work. That's awesome. So. That's gr- That's a great teaching tool for then to you to recall. Hey, remember when we were just doing this 30 minutes ago, remember how that felt? try to get your body like that. And now they're going to have that solid line going up and down the pool again. Yeah. Yeah. It's been pretty amazing. And because our, our uh, swimming schedule continues to be as, as last week is an example, um, continues to be interrupted. I, I, I'm not the master scheduler for the team, but mm. the, the, the coach who is, I, I bet she's written like, I, I, I wouldn't even care to guess how many iterations of scheduling. <laughs> so every, we're something new every single week, it seems like. So we have no yeah. idea what regular schedule means. Have you joined the Surge Strength Academy yet? It's now free to enroll in the Surge Strength Academy and raise your dryland IQ. Visit surge-strength.com to learn more and enroll today. That's surge-strength.com to enroll in the Surge Strength Academy. The goal of Surge Strength is simple. Build better athletes to generate faster swimmers.